Welcome to Quick Consult, the podcast that addresses the questions you were most likely to ask or should ask in a consultation with an estate planning attorney. Welcome to Quick Consult. I'm your host, Sarah Josie, an estate planning attorney licensed to practice law in Virginia and North Carolina. Fall is just around the corner, and uh, I love this time of year. It's my favorite time of year. We're getting close to my birthday month in October. My children's birthday is also in October. Um, I love that the seasons are starting to change. It's getting a little bit cooler, and it's football season. Um, I'm I'm a fan of college football. I really enjoy watching it. I went to NC State, so I am a Wolfpack fan, Um, and our our football team is actually pretty decent, so it's really a lot of fun to watch. Um, But reflecting on this and thinking about uh, football and everything else had me thinking about all of those parents who said goodbye to their children for the first time, the kids are leaving the nest, going off to college, getting settled in the dorms. And I know that there must be a lot of excitement surrounding this next stage in life, uh, but also maybe a little bit of anxiety. And you just want to make sure that your child is prepared um, and that, you know, everything goes as smoothly as possible for them when they're getting that uh, super fun college experience. Uh, So every once in a while, I have... uh, some parents come in whose child is leaving for college and they want to know if there's anything that they can do to be a little bit extra prepared, if there's any sort of estate planning that can go uh, into this next stage in life. And the answer is yes. Um, As soon as your child turns 18, they can get their own estate planning documents. And sometimes I think parents don't think about this. Their, Their child is still really young and in their eyes maybe is still a minor child, but in the eyes of the law, that's no longer the case. So a lot of your control and authority over your child goes away as soon as they turn 18, 21 in some jurisdictions, uh, but usually it's 18. Um, And as hard as it is to think about, you do have to think about, well, what happens if my child is in a serious accident or, you know, they pass away Um, What can I do? Uh, What's in the best interest of my child? Um, And especially with them going away to college, maybe uh, being in some situations that are a little bit more dangerous than they would have been in when they were at home. It's a good idea just to kind of plan ahead for these things in case there is that car accident or whatever, you know, may may happen while they're gone. When thinking about the different documents you need, it's the, a lot of the same that I would recommend for, you know, an older adult coming in, uh, but they can be tailored a little bit differently for the, the younger student, uh, the younger child. Um, but the first one that I would really recommend having is that healthcare power of attorney. This is especially true if you have a child who's maybe going into a different state or kind of far away uh, from you for college. With the healthcare power of attorney, essentially what you're doing is you're giving someone, so your child would be giving someone the ability to make healthcare decisions on their behalf if they weren't able to. So if they were in a car accident, in a coma, weren't able to speak, um, who's going to be able to make those decisions for them, access their medical records, talk to doctors about their care, all of that. 
So if you are one of those parents that are in a situation where your child has gone away to college and maybe it's in a town or an area where you have a family member that's closer by um, or a really good family friend that's nearby or something like that, it might be a good idea to actually name that aunt, uncle, friend, whomever, trusted family member to be the agent for the child, at least until you're able to get there, right? So someone who you feel comfortable with and obviously the child feels comfortable with um, helping them out if something like that were to happen. And if your child is staying a little bit closer and you think you'd be able to get to the hospital in the event of an emergency, you might want to also talk to the child about, you know, well, who would you prefer uh, to make these types of decisions? Um, The child may have a preference, mom over dad, or especially if you're in a um, split family type situation, they may feel strongly one way or the other about who they actually want Uh, to be speaking to the doctors on their behalf and making those types of decisions. So that's something that's a good conversation for you to have with your child and to make sure that you have those documents in place. So you're prepared just in case um, something like an accident uh, does occur. Another thing to think about here is there are other reasons why you might need to assist your child. So if your child takes a medication, for example, Let's say it's finals, they forgot to renew the prescription or whatever the case may be. Maybe you need to call into the doctor's office and help them out. Um, Maybe they're sick, they've got COVID, they're laying in bed, they need to get that doctor's note, but they just don't have the energy to do it. Can you do it for them, right? So if you have this power of attorney, that's going to assist you in taking the necessary steps to ensure that you're able to speak to their doctor, you're able to get information and pass that information along to the teacher or professor as necessary. So the healthcare power of attorney is important in the event of, you know, an unsuspecting accident or something like that, but it also can play other roles as well in kind of just the mundane tasks that maybe the child is is just not used to doing or maybe will need a little bit extra assistance because they're busy with schoolwork or some other reason. Um, It's good to have that document in place for them. I think it's also really important to have a general power of attorney as well. So typically with general powers of attorney, we think about an agent being appointed to manage someone's finances for them if they're unable to or manage their real estate. And in this case, it's a little bit different because typically the student, the new student is not gonna have a lot in the way of assets. Um, And so you wanna think about it in a little bit of a different approach. Maybe they have a bank account, a credit card, something like that. Um, And definitely you want to be able to manage those finances for your child, you know, if they're in in an accident. So if they did have a rent uh, bill due or their share of the utilities, and let's say that they're fully responsible for their um, housing expenses, you're not assisting them with that, they're working and going to school. So you need to be able to pull money from their bank account in order to pay that utility bill or, or that rent. Um, the power of attorney is there for you to be able to do that. But you might want to also think about it in the sense of being able to access the child's school records, potentially, if if that could be of a need. Um, you know, or for example, if you were helping them apply to uh, get different scholarships, 
um, or you wanted to be able to communicate with the teachers. Now, of course, the child needs to agree to this. It's not meant for you to um, force them into signing a document that says you can communicate with their teachers or pull their school records or X, Y, Z. Um, but if they do want that extra help, if they feel like they still need you for a little bit of extra assistance, you can tailor your power of attorney to, to really give you the ability to check in, you know, where are their grades at, um, do, I, do I need to help them figure out how to go down this scholarship path, they've got all of this extra stuff going on, I don't mind helping them out with this. Um, having a power of attorney kind of uh, detailed in that way where you can be given permission to discuss with these various institutions can definitely be an advantage for the child. And then of course, um, there's the last will and testament. So not anything that anyone wants to think about, um, but I have had you know parents come in who have lost children at a young age. Um, and death planning is always important. Um, so your state is gonna have its own unique intestate succession laws as to what would happen under these circumstances. And it could very well be that what your state law says is not at all what your child would want. Um, is it what your child would want that you inherit all of their belongings or would they rather it go to a sibling um, or a friend or whomever? And obviously this is an important conversation for the child to have with the estate planning attorney as to what where they would want their assets to go. And no matter how little you know someone may have, um, it's still important to go ahead and start planning now for something like that, so that as their assets grow, you know it's already been addressed, it's already been mentioned, um, and they can of course modify their estate plan as their life develops. So if they got into a serious relationship or they get married or something like that, of course they can always update down the road. Um, but it's always just a good idea to know what your child's wishes would be um, if something like that did occur. So going to college or otherwise leaving the house for the first time is a huge step in any young person's life. And when parents are thinking about this step that, you know, they've got a list, they're thinking books, new sheets, mini fridge for the dorm, you know, whatever it may be. But I just also urge you to not forget about planning for the unexpected or even just planning for more of the day-to-day -day extra help your child may need. Um, once your child is over the age of 18, a lot of your authority is gone <laughs> over them or legal authority. Um, and so by having these documents in place, that still helps you kind of assist them with driving that car, uh, keeping them straight on the road um, a little bit longer um, so, you know, you're available to be there if they need you. So I hope you find that these tips are helpful and that it gives you some good questions to ask your estate planning attorney. Uh, and I hope you're enjoying some beautiful fall weather and some college football. Go Wolfpack! Uh, but until next time, I'm Sarah Josie, wishing you and your family all the best wishes and health and, of course, the best planning. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit selectlawpartners.com. The information in this episode is provided for general informational purposes only and may not reflect the current law in your jurisdiction. You understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host or any select law partner's attorneys. No information contained in this episode should be construed as legal advice from the host or select law partners, nor is it intended to be a substitute for legal counsel on any subject matter.